Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Monday, February 8th. And yes, the Super Bowl is over. But that doesn't mean anything. It means that maybe you're hungover because you drank by yourself. It doesn't matter. We're ready to start the week with you in focus. If you have a financial question, all you need to do is send us an email. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. And if you would like to appear on the program with us, we would love that. Just let us know and we'll do the rest. I just want to in advance say that a lot of people have been sort of explicitly saying that we put too many people who have circumstances that are like really blessed financial circumstances that we put those people on the air. We don't choose that. Just so you know, if you would like to come on the air, you will get on the air. I promise you. But if you say, I don't want to hear about people's lives who are blessed, then write in about your life that may be not quite as blessed. I don't really care. As always, I don't make a judgment whether people have money or don't have money. I know that everyone has financial questions. And I put that out there before we get to our next guest who's coming on the line, who essentially is blessed. It is Suzanne from Connecticut. And so, Suzanne, you don't have to actually uh, apologize for being blessed. But, you know, even people who have money have financial questions. Is that fair to say? Yes, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us about your blessed life and how we can help you out. Okay, so I am 39 years old. Um, I'm married. Um, We just moved from New York City to Connecticut. Um, My income is $255,000 a year. My husband's income is $410,000 a year. So we just bought this house in Connecticut. It's a 30-year mortgage at 3.125 interest um, on $1.1 million. Ooh, that's a biggie. How much is how much of a house did you buy up there in the fancy Connecticut land? Um, it's it's over five thousand square feet. Oh my god! Cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! How much did you pay for it? Um, so one point three eight five. How old's your husband? He is forty six, and I'm thirty nine. And kids? No kids. No plan to have kids. Wait a minute. <laughs> Why did you move out of the city? Why do you need five thousand square feet? You don't have any kids. Um, it's good to have the space. We set up a home gym. <laughs> oh, nice. I like that. And uh, we each have an office. Do you think that you're um, both going to end up working from home, though? In other words, do you think that post-pandemic that you will, in fact, be in a place where you're like, hey, you know what? We actually are working from home full time. 
I, I probably will. Um, I'm an attorney. So a lot of the work I do is just online anyways. My husband um, will be still, he's been going in and he'll still go in because he works at a hospital. Well, wait a minute. So he's got a commute? Yes, he, he commutes, Ooh. but we do keep um, a small apartment in the city for like the days he has he has to stay in. And I, I, I've actually been going in with our dog as well. So how much does this small apartment in New York City cost you? Uh, Two thousand a month. Jeez, you're burning through money, girl. So tell me about what's going on and how we can help you out. So I did have a few questions um, related to just our retirement planning and doing a Roth. But first, I just wanted to get your opinion on, you know, are we still on track with retirement, even with buying the house and like taking out this mortgage? Um, it's it's just a huge mortgage. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're kind of like, oh, did we set ourselves back? Are we still going to be OK? <laughs> so let me ask you a question. I mean, the deed is done. Yes. So let's say I what let's say I run all these numbers and I say, yeah, you screwed yourself. What are you going to do with that information? Um, I don't know. I mean, we could potentially sell the house. We what do you mean after you put in the yeah. gym and the <laughs> home offices? Probably, probably not a good idea. But we're we're still just. I think it's just a huge purchase for us. So. Yeah, it was huge. Uh, did yeah. you sell something in the city to get there or did, were you renting in the city? No, we were renting and, you know, we've put in over half a million dollars towards rent. So yeah, but what was the rent? What was the monthly rent before you left? Um, the monthly rent was 3200 a month. Mm -hmm. uh, however, we were going to leave. We were either going to like leave and buy a house or move to a two bedroom because the one bedroom was like too much with us yeah. working from home and the dog and yeah. having, I get that. Yeah. That, I, that I get totally. Okay. So let's go and talk about your retirement. So you're an attorney. Do you work for a firm or do you work for yourself? Um, I work in-house for a company. Okay. So um, on the 255 grand in income, what do you put away into your retirement right now? Um, so I max out, I put in the 19,500 and my employer matches 3000 into okay. a regular 401k. Got it. Okay. And how much is in there right now? Um, so that's with Vanguard. It's about 150k. Okay. And any other retirement assets in your name? Yes. So I have Fidelity accounts. I have a rollover IRA from previous employers and I rolled I rolled everything over into one Fidelity account and so that has 406,000. Okay, good. And I have a Fidelity Roth IRA with 31,000 and a Fidelity traditional IRA at 34,000. And um and then I just have a regular Fidelity brokerage brokerage account with 132,000. Very good. Tell me about husband hospital man. What's he got? He has a checking and savings um of about 600k. What? Yes, he Why? He likes to keep things liquid. I mean, that's a little bit beyond, but okay. Continue. He has 200K in brokerage accounts, and he has about five to 600 in a 403B target retirement fund. So let's talk a little bit about his 600,000. Could he be, could some of that get wrestled away from him or not? What do you no, think? No, that's just. That's sacrosanct. Yeah. But in checking and savings? Yeah. Not I, even in like CD, high yield money market, nothing no, like that? No. no. Yeah. The the 200K in brokerage accounts is some of that is actually in money markets. So. Oh my God. Did he grow up like 
poor immigrant? Did he flee an autocratic society? <laughs> I mean, what what is behind that? Really, I'm fascinated. I, I often wonder the same thing, and I've accepted that we have different money risk profiles. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. Does that encourage you? Do you sort of think of that as like, since that's so there, do you take more risk in your own asset management? I, I think I've taken more risk even like before we met, like the ups and downs in the stock market never really worried me because I've always just thought I'm in it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, you know, I kind of, just have accepted like that's his risk profile with money and you know that's that's who he is. Okay. So. In his 403b does he will he assume some risk or is that also very low risk? That's all in target retirement. Okay. So, so you know what it's better. So fine. He probably has 700 in cash and and cash equivalents and another 700 between the brokerage and the 403b. Mm-hmm. So, you know, okay. I mean at least it's something. I just wanted to make sure he wasn't all in cash. All right. So you're doing okay. You're doing okay. You you made it harder on yourselves, obviously, mm-hmm. because you bought this house. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no way for me to sugarcoat that. That was um, an extravagant purchase that you've made. And because you've already made it, it's hard for me to go back and be like, sell it. Because I think that that's just highly unlikely. And as you admitted, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so now let's talk about what you need to do around this. I look at both the home and the small apartment as like the indulgent part of your life. To me, it's just like a lot of money. If you could break it down, what do you think your monthly nut is for everything that you guys do? Not even pandemic, but I'm just saying like, if you flash forward to post pandemic, what do you think you're spending a month? 10, 12, 15 grand? Um, I would say 12 would be like a solid estimate. Do you save beyond the retirement accounts right now? Do you save money? Yes. So um, he saves probably like eight thousand a month, and I'm saving five thousand a month. I have I have like an auto an auto transfer from banking to my Fidelity every okay. month. Okay, yeah. that's great. I mean, look, that's awesome. So I, I mean, I don't want to go nuts either. So it seems to me that like between retirement and your savings, you're saving about 16 grand a month, which is great. Let's just round it about like you're saving 200 grand a year. And that's great on your current incomes. You're maxing out. I mean, are you screwed for retirement? No. Did you make it harder for yourselves? Yes. Mm-hmm. And if I were feeling tight in any way, because like if you said to me, oh, no, we spend every single dollar we make, then I would be like, you got to sell the house. You got to get rid of the apartment. I think you probably can do this. I really mm-hmm. do. It really just presumes that you guys are willing to work really hard and continue working. Like if for some reason he said, oh, my God, I can't do this anymore. I hate my job. And all of a sudden, and I hate commuting. So -hmm. instead of making 400,000, he makes 200,000 doing something else in the state of Connecticut. I don't know what. And now all of a sudden you cannot save as much money. It's not going to look so rosy. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing that you've done. You've kind of put a little bit of a ball and chain around yourselves. But if you're willing to kind of lug it, I think you can make this work because you are saving so much money. Yeah. And that's kind of the key here. You got money in savings and you're currently saving. And if you're willing to keep doing that and continue to work, then you're going to be fine. You know what? Sometimes when you've done that, like a lot of people will say to me like, oh, I have the golden handcuffs. And I always say, you know, you did put golden handcuffs on yourself, but you have the keys. 
to those handcuffs. Mm -hmm. And here's the key. If you ever feel like it's too much, you can blow out the house and get rid of it. You could really, you could really say, we're done. And you know what? We're going to go rent for a little while. And, and the whole idea that you, when you, your preface of saying like, we spent $500,000 on rent and we threw it out the window, you didn't look at all the money you saved. Yeah. You know? So I wouldn't look back and be like, oh, I wish I'd done something different. You have the key to your golden handcuffs. You had them. And so if you guys want to do something different in your lives, you don't have kids who are like sucked into a school system. You don't have a big worry about something bigger happening in your life. You know, I I presume you don't have to support any family members because you're saving so much money. And so in reality, the keys to your golden handcuffs are that you can make different choices. You can sell the house, you can get rid of the apartment, you could do, you know, whatever it is you want to do. So I'm okay with this. It's it, you just made it harder for yourself. How do you feel when I say that? Um, I feel better actually because I kind of felt like, like what did we get ourselves into? But I I feel better that we're gonna be okay. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you really I, are. I mean, I I truly don't think. I I think it's funny with your husband to do the you know like oh my god I need to have cash but like you said let it go. And you can actually be more aggressive as a result because knowing that he has 700 grand essentially in cash or cash equivalents gives you the license to take some more risk in your own portfolio, okay? And that was my other question was in my portfolio, I'm basically all in index funds other than my 401k target retirement. So I wasn't sure if I was like too heavily invested in stocks. No, I mean, he's got so much cash, I wouldn't worry about it. Okay. Um, Anything else that I've missed for you? I do have a question about um, the Roth. So my employer offers 401k um, traditional and then Roth 401k. And the Roth 401k is relatively new. It wasn't, they didn't always offer it. And I wasn't sure if you recommended I put some into the Roth 401k, some into the regular, if I should split it, um, what your thoughts are, are on that. Um, I mean, look, your deduction is going to be limited to 10 grand, right? Because your state and local tax deduction is going to be a 10 grand, which means you're still going to be in a pretty high tax bracket. The way I look at it, you know, you're in 35-ish, right? Yeah. Um, That's a tough one for me. Ed Slot, my favorite go-to guy about Roth says, no, 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 you should always have some Roth. But then- my, uh, one of the guys I know who's a CPA and a CFP, Michael Goodman, he's not like a huge Roth fam when you're in the 35 or 37% tax bracket. Right. So if you'd like to have some money, have, you know, sort of the, the Roth construct, you could, you know, do a little bit. I don't think it's going to be a game changer for you either way, just because you're in a big tax bracket. So that's my feeling. Like I, I think having some money that's already been taxed is good. But in retirement, will your tax bracket be 35%? I don't know. I guess taxes could go up a lot and you will have a lot of money. But So maybe a little bit. Maybe like two-thirds traditional, one-third Roth. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I, you know, it's hard to predict what my tax bracket will be. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and it's just that you guys make a lot of money and you'll be making a lot of money and you'll have a lot of money in traditional, which means you'll be forced to take out a lot of money. But I still think you're in a high tax bracket. Mark, do you have a different opinion on that? Mark likes the idea of you having some Roth money. So, you know, maybe do a little bit and you also have some money in non-retirement assets that haven't been taxed because Mr. Scaredy Cat 
afraid of my own shadow, your husband, will <laughs> always keep having that money in the cash account. So, I mean, look, like I said, some money in Roth is fine, but a, you're in a high tax bracket. That's not going to change too much. Okay. All right. Great. Sounds good. You got your estate plan. You got wills. You got everything ready to rock and roll. We do not have wills. What? <laughs> oh my God. How could you, you, what are you crazy? You've got like $2 million of net worth and you don't have a will. Get just, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Yeah. Get a lawyer and get wills done. And if you won't get a lawyer, go to policygenius.com and use their estate planning tool. Just okay. do that. <laughs> That's their, your, like, it's a pretty low bar to use their tool. And yep. you don't have kids. You have an uncomplicated life. Just to put something down, even if you just do that now and go see a lawyer in a year. But please do that, pretty please. Okay. Yes, I will do that. Suzanne from Connecticut, the very disloyal New Yorker. We would love to have you come back to New York anytime you're ready to come back. Um, and and so we encourage you to do so, despite all that that room. Don't you miss feeling cramped in a one bedroom? No, not at all. Do you? Not at all. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. If you would like to come on the air with us, just like Suzanne and ask your question, then just send us an email. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. And before you post something on YouTube about how we only put rich people on the air, well, ask your question or just knock off a zero for everything we just said with Suzanne. And it's the exact same question that maybe someone who doesn't have as much money has. Okay. Everyone's got financial questions. It's true. That's why we are here. Send us an email. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Subscribe to us, please. Wherever you were listening to this podcast, leave us a rating, leave us a review. And uh, don't forget to wash your hands, to wear your masks, to maintain your physical distancing Maybe put your hands metaphorically on someone's back, whether they have a lot of money or not. Okay, just do that. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.